What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. It's a few minutes after one o'clock in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. Our guest today is Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, my longtime friend uh, and collaborator. Colonel uh, Schaefer is the host of The Hard Truth on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m., and available for download uh, whenever you choose. Uh, Tony, it's a pleasure. Uh, Welcome back to the show. Judge, thank you for having me. Always great to be here with you. Thank you. After listening to uh, you and uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor, your uh, colleague, um, I have been arguing, I I didn't coin this phrase, it's a great phrase, that President Biden has us sleepwalking into uh, World War III. Right. Uh, And lately I've been making a couple of points to support that. I'd like you to share your views on it. Uh, The use of HIMARS in uh, Ukraine, but actually triggered by American uh, military uh, in Poland. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. comments by um, Victoria Nuland, she of the first Trump impeachment Ukraine uh, scandal, now number two or three in the State Department, saying we want to liberate Crimea and the presence of two um, Ukrainian fighter pilots in the United States learning how to fly American F-16s. I mean, how dangerous is all this? We'll start with the HIMARS. I mean, I'm using these three events, which are inassailable. They're all historical events. Right. You argue that we are sleepwalking into World War III. Do you agree with the argument, and can you address these? We'll start with the HIMARS. I do. Let's start with the HIMARS. So uh, that system is beyond the capability of the Ukrainian military to run. They simply do not have the expertise, leadership, uh, internal, and uh, technical skills uh, to be able to organically maintain and run that. That is to say that someone else to help them, I'm pretty sure it's us, just saying. So... Uh, one thing that I, I've not heard anybody say, uh, and I'm going to say this on your show here, what happens if we have a Francis Gary Power situation? Remember, Francis Gary Power was the U-2 pilot that got shot down in 62, 61, 62. He was a, uh, what happens when a U.S. citizen wrapped up uh, as a prisoner of the Russians? What does that, what does that do to us? And, well, and, I mean, as you, as you and I both know, you better than I from your career in the military, even though a lot of what you did, I don't think I'm spilling any beans, was undercover. You know, but it was. but out, of, out of uniform, you know the risk you took. Out of right. uniform, with no ins- visible insignia, you lose the Geneva Convention uh, protections. McGregor uh, informs that there are hundreds of American military out of uniform on the ground in Ukraine operating equipment like these HIMARS. Right. And there are American military in uniform in Poland, pulling the trigger, so to speak, on the Mm -hmm. HIMARS. So if you ask the question, are American guys shooting at Russian guys? 
The answer is yes. Right. Can Russia shoot back onto the law? The answer, sadly, is yes. But I don't think they will. And I, that's where I agree with Doug as well. I think Doug says that, that the Russians have no interest in going to war with us. I think it's true. It doesn't mean that they won't grab someone and use them for leverage. Just saying. I think that the two, both can be true. And uh, this is where I might, there may be some daylight between Doug and I. I do believe that Poland, we should be in Poland by the fact that Poland did suffer from the Soviet Union. They do have a legitimate, in their view, I'm saying from their perspective, not our perspective, fear of Russian expansion. With that said, the, the, the Polish people don't want the war. So I think this leads us back to the point of where do we know what we're doing? And I think the answer is by us antagonizing and continuing to push and provide for more support where we are jeopardizing our interests by putting American citizens, whether they're military or not, whether they're undercover or not. When you do that, Judge, you prompt the potential for an expansion of the war. And uh, one of the greatest dangers is miscalculation. So and that miscalculation is being driven by Joe Biden, who has no idea of, of what they're doing. It's simply just uh, throwing money and, and weapons into the, into the fray and hoping for the best and, and hoping is not a policy. Shouldn't so be. talking about Poland, right? The president of Poland has argued that the American military and the Polish military should be used to liberate Crimea. Yeah. I don't know. In my view, that. insane. The Victoria Newland, she of the Ukraine Trump impeachment scandal now, number two or three, I'm not sure which, in the State Department. In those days, she was in charge of Eastern Europe. She's now she's number two or three right underneath uh, Tony Blinken. Right. Uh, said the other day, we should liberate Crimea. Now, liberate Crimea. Crimea has been Russian since Catherine the Great was the, uh, was the head of the government, and that was before George III was the, the king of Great Britain. So Crimea has been part of Russia since before the United States existed. Is this the real goal of Tony Blinken, or is she an outlier? Is Newland an outlier? No, I think the neocons and uh, neo uh, neo liberals want this. Uh, they want this for purposes of control and expansion of the of the of the nation state, and especially the EU. Uh, the they they want to make EU an expansionist state. Uh, I'm going, to, I'm going to say something's probably going to be in trouble. You know, a guy named Adolf Hitler wanted to expand his state for purposes of influence and, and growing room. I, that's the impression I have with what they want to do. They want, quote unquote, growing room. And just let me let me put this in context. OK, you seize Crimea and then what? Tony Zinni, one of my mentors from the old days, General Zinni was commander of Central Command. He, he basically told me the story of how uh, Bill Clinton, President Clinton, called him in seven times when they had a dispute because uh any number of times, Judge, uh, Tony Zinni would be asked, can you do something militarily? Can you achieve military objectives? And he would go up and meet with the president face to face and and he would lay out how we could probably do it militarily. And he, he'd always ask the question, then what? What are you going to do after we achieve military objectives? So the same thing here. OK, uh, first off, you're going to be breaking the fundamental purpose of NATO. NATO is a defensive organization. I would argue that uh, there should be a reinforcement of the fact that, Judge, it is a defensive organization. It is only there to defend when there's not, uh, uh, someone who goes right. on the offensive. That's it. I want to stick with Poland, but I have to sure. ask you this. When, when yeah. um, uh, Gorbachev uh, and George H.W., uh, decided that the Berlin Wall would come down and Eastern Europe would be uh, liberated. It was based on a promise that H.W. and Jim Baker made to President to Gorbachev that NATO would never move eastward. And, of course, right. we know what Clinton uh, did. 
right. Clinton moved uh, NATO eastward. I mean, can you imagine the Chinese having offensive uh, weaponry at the Rio Grande aimed at Dallas? I mean, that's what uh, that's what uh, Putin uh, is confronting. Is right. there even and, and at the time that happened, what else happened? The Warsaw Pact, which was the communist version of NATO, ceased to exist. Right. We need NATO for anymore without the Warsaw Pact. Well, that's been a question for a long time. I've I've said publicly and did editorials that there's no purpose for it. As a matter of fact, it's a boys' club, literally. I mean, that's what you do. You got all these guys running around in uniform. Uh, many of the European Union uh, nations with long hair. Heck, a while back, I don't know if you remember that EU wanted to have its own military. It's like you've already got NATO. Why do you want a military with I, EU? I, I do remember that. I do remember that. Yes. So my first friend, why do you want to militarize Europe anyway? It, it, no offense to the Europeans. Anytime you militarize, you get in trouble. We have to come bail you out. We've done it like three times now. I don't think we want to come back for a fourth. And that's what we're trying to do. And I think that's where a Biden company are like any number of other leaders on the left. Woodrow Wilson uh fdr uh who else got us in trouble bill clinton bill clinton in the balkans it seems to me judge that there's a pattern here that's developing now i know for a fact and i know this is diverting a little bit but what but i know that uh that mcmaster general mcmaster when he was national security advisor to trump actually walked in three separate times and demanded that he uh trump uh, authorized troop deployments to syria and he was and was like, no way. And I know for a fact, and I think Doug can confirm this as well, that 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 Trump had the, the sense to not be bullied into doing something that was not in our interests. And I, this is where, again, right now, Judge, I don't see where anything we're talking about is in the American interests, the interest of the economy, economic growth, good good being good neighbors. Again, it's it's like a bullying, like we're trying to get in there and bully someone. And I can tell you right now. So what uh, what what yeah. do, do Victoria Newland, uh, and Tony Blinken, and uh, Lloyd Austin want? Do they they want to drive Putin from office? Well, that's what Biden said. He said he wanted him out. I think, look, uh, you you remove Putin, you create the potential for shattering a, a very large number of, 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 of Russian states. Basically, Russia is made up of a lot of states. Putin has said, I want to put the band back together, and he kind of is. So he's been trying his best to get uh, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, all of those stands back kind of under his control based on the paranoia you and I spoke about. They're, they've always had influence. I don't think there's anything wrong with their influence. It's like, okay, it's not our job to tell them what to have influence or not, especially since they have a tradition of this to include Crimea. So it's like, okay, why why are we involved in that? That's not our job. We're not the world policemen. Right, and so I think that's and that's what it comes you, down to. But Newland, Newland thinks we should be. They push their Putin own. out of office. You may end up with the guy who was the president after Putin's two terms, and then while he was the president. They changed the constitution so that Putin could right. serve for many terms. Dmitry Medvedev. Medvedev. What did he say last week? He said, we may have to push our troops all the way to the Ukraine-Polish border and maybe into Poland. That's well, what I mean. This guy's crazy and makes Putin seem like a, like a middle-of-the-road moderate by comparison. That's what I'm saying. And then, obviously, if you have a shattered republic in the form of the Soviet Union, imagine uh, uh, like Libya with nukes. Imagine that. Imagine uh, Libya, a failed state like Russia with nukes and all the different shenanigans that go on. Trust me, uh, I spent a lot of time studying loose nukes. I actually work with Ambassador Hank Cooper. We worked on a team on this a few years ago. The last thing we want, Judge, 
are people who are willing to sell uh, multi-megaton weapons on the black market. It's not a good idea. I don't think we want to see that. And that's why I think we have to invest in maintaining Russia, whether we like it or not, as a, as a, as a whole state. It's back just not to, a good idea. Uh, back to sleepwalking into World War III. Yeah. Uh, F-16s. Now, why yeah. on earth would we be training Ukraine pilots to fly them? Joe Biden has said we're not going to give them. I guess Victoria Nuland is twisting his arm. And if, if a Ukrainian pilot is flying an F-16, how far can he reach with his, with his offensive weaponry? Moscow? Uh, no. But, Judge, between you and me, you, we've been friends a long time. When do you really believe anything Joe Biden says anymore? I mean, well, seriously. Seriously. I mean, the man I, lies. I share, I share and, that view with you. But I, I look, he, I think he's lying about assessment this. assessment as to how dangerous it would be for us to send them F-16s. They don't care. Anyway, two things on the F-16. F-16 is, a, is, is not the current generation fighter. It's a great aircraft, a great dogfighter. As a matter of fact, it's better than the F-35. We could have a whole discussion of the F-35, the stealth fighter, which gets shot down every time it goes up against one of these, these aircraft designed in the 80s, just saying. Uh, but it's not an offensive capability. These things would not be able to deliver nuclear weapons, not easily. They, uh, not to say they couldn't, but it's not designed for that. This is, to, this is just a Band-Aid, if they do it, Judge. It's just a Band-Aid to give the Ukrainians some ray of hope to keep fighting. That's all it is. F-16s are tactical fighters, uh, what that could would have lit, literally no effect on the battle space. You could give them a, a dozen of these things; it, it means nothing. They're short range. They might be able to de deliver some precision ordnance, no ordnance on a few places. But I'm telling you right now, the, the S300, take it down. Uh, there's no way these things would get anywhere past the uh, Ukraine border. Probably not even that into, into anywhere past that. So right, I think right. it's a false. It's a false hope. When when you were last on, we had some fun. Mm. Uh, running clips from uh, Jack Devine, who yes, no, I don't know if you worked with him. You worked closely with the CIA. They trained you. They don't share their values, thank God, which is why no. we're friends. Yes, uh, but but Jack, of course, is uh, Full Metal Jacket uh, CIA. We'll say he's a whatever. corporate man. He's a corporate correct, man. Correct. Now here he is uh, on on Russia, Gary. That first clip. Nobody knows Afghanistan the way you do, Jack, but that was the death throes of the Soviet Union. That was not Putin with a modern army. Well, first of all, I dispute he has a modern army. He's now demonstrating to the world he doesn't have a modern army. He has a lot of modern weapons. Well, but well he has here. a more modern army now than Gorbachev had in the Afghan days. Yeah, but look at what Afghanis had, AK-47s. Look at what technology has done for the Ukrainians and all the sophisticated technology from drones to cyber intelligence. His army is not showing itself very well. It's a surprise to all of us, although this is the second time I've been surprised. Because when I went in to do the Afghan program, I was assured they were 10 feet tall. And then every day they shrunk a quarter of an inch. So I think what's showing here, and I think it's the big story, he has paramilitary functioning as his cutting edge because his own army. Now they're fighting. Remember, Judge, you and I talked about dissent and how the things crumble when you start to lose. Watch the dynamic between the Wagner group and the military. Uh, Colonel Schaefer, do you yeah. share this negative, lugubrious assessment of the Russian military. No, I don't. First, Wagner is the semi-legal organization that can do all the dirty work. And the reason that there's conflict is because the army wants to take credit for what's about to happen, which is going to be basically wearing down and defeating Ukraine. 
again, I just go with the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. I was trained as a lieutenant to examine all aspects of the battle space to include what's behind the front. And there ain't nothing behind the front in Ukraine. There's a lot behind the front in Russia. So I'm just looking at it from a numbers game. So I, I don't know what uh, school of, of intelligence analysis Jack went to, but I can tell you, I, I don't think he went to a good one. Is Jack wrong when he says that uh, the Russians are using, I don't know, what is a paramilitary force? Cops? I don't know what it's, they are. It's like Blackwater. I mean, and I, you know, I just saw. All right, I know what Wagner yeah. is, but so right. is Jack saying the only reason the Russians are close to taking Bakhmut is because of Wagner. It's not because of Russian military. And does Wagner operate totally out of the chain, outside of the chain of command of Russian military, Tony? No. Well, yes, they're, they are completely separate from the military. They report to Putin directly. It's like Putin's direct access. But we have something similar with JSOC. Uh, boy, I'm going to get in trouble for that. Joint Special Operations Command actually reports to the president. Uh, they're JSOC, JSOC bypasses the chain of command and bypasses. No, they, they actually report direct to the president. Every other regional command has a four-star general in charge. Okay. JSOC La and SOCOM goes directly to the president, our president. Right, back to Wagner. Wagner yeah. reports directly uh, to, to Putin. the president. To Putin, Why is right. Jack calling them paramilitary or is he referring to somebody else? No, he's referring to them as paramilitary because essentially they're taking folks and training them like they've got penal battalions. I guess they've taken prisoners and turned them into soldiers. They train them, but they're not they're not considered uniformed soldiers. Apparently within the Russian system of governance and legal system, they can't have paramilitary organizations, but they do. In this case, it's one that reports to Putin. What I think is going on is, is Wagner is seen as kind of the, the special purpose forces. During the Cold War, the Russians had special purpose forces. That is, Folks who would go out ahead of, 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 of normal troops and do special things like assassination, uh, deception, all those things which regular army troops who are less trained, less experienced, just don't do as well. So they're smarter, they're more agile, and they're supposed to be doing things that are more tightly controlled by leadership. That's why they're using Wagner. It has nothing to do with the – well, there will be a conflict because I think both sides are going to want credit for – but I think conflict, not, not that they're, they're about to be – I think okay. During my uh, during my conversation with uh, Jack Devine, I asked mm -hmm. him about the CIA and lying. Yeah. Now, did he lie you to were, you? Well, I'll tell you what he said. You'll you you can hear it yourself, and you may laugh or you may react however you wish. Yeah. Uh, you were trained by the CIA. You worked with the CIA. You reject much of their uh, culture. However, I want you to listen uh, to yes, what sir. Jack was a company man, as we both know. I want you to listen to what he said. According to Mike Pompeo, <laughs> your, the former director, their job is to steal secrets and lie about it. We'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, well, let me, uh, you put a marker down. Let me respond to that one. Go ahead. <laughs> Defense was, of the, go ahead. That is true outside of the U.S. <laughs> and outside of the U.S. judicial system. I had lawyer, a lawyer, a professional lawyer at my elbow for the last 15 years of my career, and I wasn't unique. I guess he's saying that uh, they lie and they lie about it, or they don't lie. There's it's it's binary. Either you lie or you do not lie. There's nothing in between. It's like it's like one or zero. You lie or you don't. That's so. I, I think it's a non-denial, 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 denial. Anyway, no, they lie. I mean, come on. It's like when you examine what they're doing right now, Judge. Do you really believe that they are even domestically trying to tell the truth about what's going on? CIA has become like many other large bu bu bureaucracies. They've become 
self-sustaining to their own purpose and mission, and they will do whatever's necessary to keep keep the gravy train going. That's what they do. That's Meaning they, they will tell President Biden or whoever receives the presidential uh, intelligence briefing what they think the president wants Absolutely. to hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I, I've dealt with the uh, tenant directly. Uh, I used to have to brief him every six months on some of the operations I was running because we DOD have certain authorities that are above even CIAs, which we just, just, Hey, go tell them what we're doing. But with that said, uh, there's things that they can do and lie about to the American people because it's called co covert action, a handful of other things that they can do. And they have special dispensation to do that, at least within what they believe they have. And yeah, I, I do believe they're going to say what they believe is in their interest, their CIA interests to continue to get politicians to do that. I had a general, Bob Harding once told me that he witnessed George Tenet lying to Congress about something going on. Flat yeah, out. Well, that's, that, that's a crime, whether it's under oath or not. Because because he wanted more money. And basically he said, if you do, if you give me X, Y, Z, I can guarantee that this will never happen. It's like, oh, you're lying. My memory. Who, who was the head of the CIA in 9-11? Tenet, George. Tenet, George Tenet. Yeah. All right. Another story for another time. Uh, another Tony's, story for another time. Uh, Tony's show, The Hard Truth, American out, America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, Saturday and Sunday uh, at 11 a.m. And now once a week here, we're so happy uh, on Judging Freedom. Lieutenant Colonel Schaefer, my friend Tony, always a pleasure. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, sir. More as we get it, Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.